Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic Patrick Warburtonist, uh, Jason's dad flower givingist, 80s mommingist recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. Ever. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. Is Mercury in retrograde or whatever, or something, is something causing me to feel just totally out of it and fatigued? Or is it just my health problems? (laughs) I need, I need someone to explain these things to me because I mean, I've, I've had a really stressful week, so I'm unsure what's causing that other than, you know, work stress, but also like I'll be watching, like, you know, going through my Instagram stories or whatever, and people post memes and it'll be like a picture and it's just like. Oh, Sagittarius moon and, you know, Aries rising or something. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, you don't know means. your three. You don't know your top three. No. Someone asked me a bunch of questions <sighs> about when I was born and like what time and all that stuff. And they told me, but I, I didn't recall. I know I'm a double Sagittarius in some form, oh, which oh. seems troubling to some. Double Sag. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, there's a lot that I don't know about it, but I do know. Okay, everyone who wants to uh, armchair analyze my uh, signs, I am a Taurus sun, which means I like to be comfy. And I, so maybe that's why I'm tired. I don't know. I just like being under blankets and buying expensive stuff. Uh and I'm a Leo rising, which is like how mm. people see you, which like people think I'm very like extroverted and outgoing, but okay. that's not actually true. And then uh, a Pisces moon, which I think it means like I cry a lot. I don't know. <laughs> mm. I think that's what that all means. Uh, I know it's like very, it's kind of like all across the spectrum, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but right. on that topic, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just say I I am officially calculating mine on a website. <gasps> Use CoStar. CoStar is great. Okay. Anyway, well, even if you're using something else, that's okay too. But CoStar is really good. Holy um, shit! I got so what? there's all kinds of stuff on here that I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, there's there's like every planet and stuff. I got and all the planets. I got a moon. I got there's yeah. houses. I have five, six, seven, eight, 12 houses. What does that mean? Yes. What's going uh, on? We got to ask our astrology babes. Hey, yeah, where are my astrology babes at? Astrology girlies, can you <laughs> can you email popculturediner at gmail.com and talk to us about our charts? But I will say CoStar has been my favorite to just like explain things in ways that uh, okay. make a little more sense to me because um, they'll be like, this is what this thing means. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I actually, this is a fun fact. I Maybe I shouldn't admit this. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I got interviewed for by Glamour Magazine about like astrology in like mid-2020. Mm. So I'm quoted on Glamour Magazine about, and basically I said like the same thing that I would say about it now. You know, I don't know how much weight to put in anything like that, but I think it's a really good way Uh, like to think through certain things and like be introspective. It just, it's just like a, to me, it's like a, like a journaling prompt or something. You know, I see something like that and I'm like, okay, does it apply to me? What is this telling me? 
What should I work out? I think it's Mm. just like another avenue you could use for like self-reflection or self-improvement. So um, I know people think it's like goofy, but I also like, I'm like, if you identify with the things that you're being told, it's just like taking like an Enneagram or Myers Briggs, you know what I mean? Like if yeah, it doesn't ap- yeah. if it doesn't apply to you, don't pay attention to it. But if you're like, oh yeah, like I ident- like every Taurus meme I've ever seen, I'm like, yeah, that's me, like a hundred percent. The oh, yeah. good and the I, bad. I think it's good if it uh, if it causes some self reflection. Or the yes. other side of it, which is what I like, is when people ask me, and sometimes I tell them, and then a complete strangers just dislike me immediately, and I enjoy that. Um. And, and just in case anyone's know, anyone wants to know, all my astrology babes out there, uh, I am a Sagittarius. I am a, a Capricorn <laughs> rising and a Leo moon. So do with oh, that what you will. Interesting. I thought I was a double Sag in something. I don't know. A lot of information was dumped on me by the last person who told me about this stuff. So um, yeah, that's what I got Zowie, going. Zowie. Um, but on the topic of expensive things, here's here's a little thought experiment for all of you out there listening. This was something that Tuck asked me literally like two minutes before we got on. Like, I'm like, I have to go record. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, if you had a lot of money to spend, what would you spend it on? And I was like, is it practical or impractical? And like, how much are we talking? Because at first I said, oh, I would do like Steve Winwood did and buy a castle. Mm. And he's like, yeah, well, good. not not that much money. And I'm like, well, you didn't specify. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think that's cool as hell to be like, I didn't do drugs and didn't blow all my money when I was famous, like hugely famous. And I invested it all. And then I bought a castle in Ireland. That's <laughs> just like, that's winning. You've won. At, like to me, that's like you won life. <laughs> maybe maybe I would buy anyone. a castle's worth of drugs. no that's exactly the opposite of your advice at the end of every episode that's Um, true well i mean that's not not a needle drug come on i was thinking like more like a tony montana situation you know just a big that's (laughs) like a lot lot that's a lot do you really i mean that's well i mean it's it's supposed to be the equivalent amount to a castle in ireland so i i don't know what the the going rate is probably wouldn't be that big um I, so I said, okay, so then he was like, well, what about like a hundred thousand dollars? Oh, don't do drugs, kids. Um, yeah, don't do drugs. A hundred thousand dollars. And I said, okay, then I think I would try to buy like a small property somewhere in a city that I would like to spend time, you know, like, mm. like a, like a cottagey cabiny type of a thing, right? Cause I'm practical. Yeah. Uh, and it would have to be kind of out of the way for that to be possible in this economy. Um, and then I said, if it was impractical, then it would be like, you know, just like a very expensive, like handbag or something just to just to make myself mad at myself yeah. for spending that kind of money on something that just rare Pokemon sh- cards should not be worth it. <laughs> I was like, you know, like a Birkin, except the weird thing is even if, and this is something that I learned from like other like YouTuber videos and stuff. Mm. You, even if you had like a hundred thousand dollars and you just like went to Hermes and you were like, here, 
they'd be like, no, this is not how this works. You have to like know people and like form relationships and buy a whole bunch of shit before they even let you have one bag. Oh, wow. And then you don't get to pick. You have to like, you just have to say thank you. They'll go, that, that'll be $20,000. And you say thank you. And you just give them your money. That's insane. It's wild. It is wild. I don't. I mean, I the reason I think it's interesting is because I think it's like a master class in like brand preservation. Like no mm-hmm. one does it better than them with that exclusivity. I feel like Rolex, it comes very close to that as well. Um, but also like I think it's ridiculous. But but it's like I almost would I don't know. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend my money on that. Maybe I would. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> I don't know what I would spend that much money on. I, I think I would, I, my, my first inclination would be practical. I'd be like, oh, I would pay off my student loans and, and you know, bills and stuff. And then just be like, oh, look, I don't have things to worry about and give me more anxiety than I already have. Uh, but if I had to just blow it on stupid shit, um, yeah, 100% blow it on stupid shit. would just uh, travel like a crazy person. Like I would go. You know, I, I can do my my job, my day job remotely. So I don't think I'd like quit or anything. Obviously, it's only a hundred thousand dollars, but uh, I I would uh, I'd go work remotely. Like I'd just go fuck off to to you know Europe or yeah. South America and just you know completely not care about how I spent it. I would just go crazy spending money traveling and doing cool stuff. See, I kind of think that's like I don't view that as impractical. <laughs> Maybe that's a problem. Would it be impractical if I also found a way to bring my cats with me? <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. I think traveling is always worth the money. Whatever you spend Thank on you for traveling, supporting I, me. <laughs> I think is 100% worth the money. I'm not kidding. Um, I've been looking into uh, doing like, like a digital nomad visa. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of countries that offer it. And basically, like if you can prove that you are financially supporting yourself through like freelance work or whatever, and you have enough like pay stubs to prove it, you can, you can live in a lot of different countries for like three months to a year. Generally the Hmm. like visa is good for. And there are, I'm trying to remember what islands there are quite a few islands that are like, come stay here, (laughs) pay rent. you know. (laughs) Um, And one of them, you can get approved in seven days. Wow. Just up and leave. (laughs) Yeah. So I've already told Tuck, I'm like, at some point, I'm going to go like be a digital nomad for like a month or whatever, you know? Um, That's a good idea. Stay somewhere. Like, whenever, you know, maybe when I'm finishing my thesis or something. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh, shit. I have to go to Barbados to do work. What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, just shut out everybody else, you know, and finally live that that you know glamorous writer dream but then there's the whole thing of like you know two rents or two mortgages or whatever yeah that's true um but anyway yeah i i'm all in favor of uh traveling and uh i can't wait to travel again i haven't really i mean i haven't even been to cornfields really god that's the only place i spend my time these days yeah i that's right if if you're wondering what kind of opulent life i'm a living dear listener (laughs) Imagine a 12-hour video shoot in a soybean field, and uh, that's just a little taste of my life. It's like up in the air, if up in the air was like even more Midwestern. Down in the dirt. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, down in the dirt. That's the yeah. What if you had to years. drive for six hours in like a Nissan Versa into the middle of nowhere, Indiana, so you could like get sunburned? It's cool. <laughs> it's so interesting because I feel like I met a lot of like those up in the air type dudes at one of the hotels that I worked at, and I and I think it was kind of an invisible workforce to me before that like I just didn't think about it you know like these people who just like not saying like you don't like live in hotels but you you know you go out to shoots but like think about Mm -hmm. if that was like your everyday and there were people that I met who it was clearly like this was their like regular pattern and they would also come to we I had regulars where like they obviously had a certain route that they would like fly Mm -hmm. and so they'd circle back to us like once a month or whatever anyway uh, okay, hey, did you know that this is a podcast for The Bachelorette? Let's get this. Oh my gosh, it is. Who knew? We should probably talk about that show. Uh, I just, hey, what if the show felt like rushed and weird the whole time, but somehow we couldn't fit all of our hometowns into one hometown yes. episode? And then we didn't logically break them up. We could have a Rachel episode and then a Gabby episode, but instead we've got a mixer-upper jamboree well, and then avon is on the men tell all episode for whatever they were reason. like we're What's gonna going do on? three each we're gonna do three each is what they said you know uh-huh. they're like we'll do three and then three and then a random one and, and the then only... avon just gets uh, just offloaded onto another episode i'm just wondering <laughs> if it's because avon's like hometown was the most interesting like i just I'm not sure. Like, you know what I mean? Was there family stuff that makes it more compelling television and they decided I mean, to save it for that? I don't know. Did did the live action tick show up at his house? Because if not, I don't know how his could be the best. So I just OK, here's my favorite part. Not to like jump all the way to that point in the episode, but I love that Patrick Warburton was on the show. And yes, I'm a huge fan of his voice acting and other and other roles. and. He he didn't do anything (laughs) like he was just an uncle, which I thought was kind of great. Like he Mm -hmm. I thought maybe there would be more something there, but he was just like being uncle family dude. And I actually really appreciated that. But I was surprised that we heard like two sentences out of him the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in general, I mean, I feel like in years past, there's been more like family drama i mean you know no one's ever gonna forget dean's dad at least i'm not gonna let anyone forget about dean's dad and his weird mm-hmm. mung bean ways and now dean's just following his father's steps. anyway so i it was it's always i don't know it's like it's kind of boring but it's also nice because these mm-hmm. are real people and it's so nice to see like so many supportive family members and also i get it because like i do feel like rachel and gabby are some like very very likable bachelorettes um and so i get why people are like oh we're over the moon yeah welcome to the family like yeah they're great so sure um the and then but let's talk about okay we'll start with jason's date the first hometown so he lives in santa monica but he's from new orleans so they're in new orleans for it and um, <laughs> my favorite part was when they were throwing beads. And I'm like, I'm actually surprised that they aired this because I was like, Gabby's like, show me your boobs. Yeah. Well, no, she goes, I want to get an old man to show me his beep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what? Um, But 
it was cute still. And, uh, and then this was interesting. Gabby's in an interesting spot because I feel like up until now they've been positioning it where it's like, you're like, Gabby's having a really good time and Rachel's having straight up like a totally bad time. Mm-hmm. And now we find out that like with Gabby, two of the men are like have reservations. Right. And, Jason is like the first and he said I was thinking about leaving at the very beginning but I do want to stay for Gabby um wait am I mixing this up no I don't think so no 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 because Johnny also yeah um and Jason's dad okay so what we need to know about Jason's family is that everybody cries everybody cries in Jason's family oh hell yeah very in touch with their feelings Jason goes to therapy um Jason's dad brought flowers and gifts and he was like so cute. I really like this was another episode full of sweet dads. And oh, this is I a loved, great time for dads. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, I just this is all for her, you know, and like and then he brought beignets. That's so thoughtful. I hope they weren't sitting around for too long. Uh, they probably were. Probably, <laughs> yeah, still, I would imagine. Because aren't they supposed to be like fresh, like mm-hmm. to be really good? This yeah, these are not fresh. Uh, well, he tried. Uh, and then at night they meet the, she meets the rest of the family cause, uh, Jason's parents are separated and yeah, Jason's mom is like the most eighties looking mom. She's like straight out of the eighties with that big hair and everything. I was like chef's kiss, like glamour. Shots. <laughs> um, she's really sweet. Like Everybody in Jason's family is really sweet. The date goes perfectly. Everyone's like, Gabby's amazing. But then Jason does say, like, he's like, this is amazing, but I do need space to process everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dun, dun, dun. What does that mean? (laughs) Got reservations. um, And he's not the only one. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts before we move on to the next date? I uh, most of no. these, I don't have too much to say, but I have a couple things for each, really. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of reservations from the guys. And I always say when we get to this point, like, I get it. And yeah, more so than ever, I really fucking get it. Because it, this season has felt so rushed to me. And because they spent the first, like, three weeks just pussyfooting around, just trying to decide who they were going to pursue, uh, it, it's kind of like none of these relationships are where past bachelorette relationships had the ability to be at. So yeah, uh, what we have here is while I've been entertained and I've liked the twists that have been involved, I don't think any of these guys really know what's going on. I don't really know who they are as people. I can't imagine, you know, Gabby and and Rachel and any of their various suitors can understand each other on a certain level. And that's going to lead to more conflict and reservations about things. So there you go. Yeah, I think it's like very, very reasonable. But Mm -hmm. it also is like based on the timeline of the show and the expectations for what could happen, like things could devolve very quickly. And I also, even though I think that that's like a totally normal response, it's like sometimes I think the contestants, you know, forget that there are alternatives you don't have to Mm -hmm. propose you know so if you really care but you're a little reserved about it but you want to see where it goes you can voice that and Mm -hmm. 
the bachelorette in question can decide if that's enough for her. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, and I like it when people are like honest about it and they're like, we're just going to date. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that's normal. <laughs> so I'm cool with anyone who does that. I'm I'm cool with what anybody decides on the show, but like, it's weird when they, that's like where my sticking point is. Like if you're, if you're, um, like worried about it, if you have reservations around it, whatever, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But, but communicate that instead of just like backing out. Cause I feel like that's like what happened with Katie's season. It just felt very crash and burn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, couldn't we find a way to ne- like navigate the space a little bit better, you know, negotiate. So- no. Okay. It's just, everything blew up and set on fire. It was really weird. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, date with Zach. Uh, They started by watching planes. Cute, cute, very cute. Um, I mean, Zach basically has to hope for Tino to implode. Oh, and Tino is, he is on a collision course and he's been this way. He's, he's been running too hot for too long. Yeah, because um, Zach has been consistent. Like Zach could Zach's definitely game to win lose at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. he can win if he keeps the momentum. But Tino is definitely Rachel's first choice in her head. Okay, but and tell me, tell me if this sounds weird, but I okay. feel like this was sort of driven home for me at this point when I watched this week. I feel like Tino is obsessed with the competition aspect yes. of the Bachelorette. Yes. Like yes. he's so into the game, yep. um, but not even like in a nefarious way or anything necessarily. It's just like the way his brain works. He's just like wired yes. that way. Well, you know, that's just such a, I don't know, insert his sign here move. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's very competitive. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, here's the thing. Right. Ra- I don't know. Like, is Rachel going to go for the the brooding, uh, you know, kind of the the baddest boy in her mm-hmm. cohort? Or is she going to go for like the aw shucks sweet dude, which I think yeah. Zach is, you know, I feel like Zach is like aggressively normal. He's obviously been through some stuff. He's had like some relationship stuff. He's self-aware. Um, he's grown a lot. He clearly cares about her and i thought it was really sweet and thoughtful that like the hometown started with the planes because that's not something that he was planning from the beginning which i like you know it's like you listened to her on the your one-on-one and now you are taking her and you're following through on that which i thought was just like really sweet Mm -hmm. um i don't have anything else to say about zach's date that I didn't already say outside of the fact that like this whole family is also very lovely. They all love Rachel. It goes. Great. Oh my God. Obsessed. Pat Warburton's yeah, like, wonderful. I feel bad for the other guys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, me too, buddy. Uh, so yeah, that was like, it's like, you can just see Rachel fitting in to that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can see the holidays with them. Totally makes sense. So, and also that there's this like shared familial memory and activity. I also see like 
Rachel's dad liking them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I thought about that. Um, so that just seemed very effortless, very easy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes uh, we don't we don't pick that way. So that's my only. That's where I see the wrinkle. Um, Gabby and Johnny state. Um, okay. This is what I love. Genetics are interesting. Johnny looks like the exact mix between his parents. Like if you, <laughs> yes. like, cause usually it's like, family, I can't fucking deal with them. I've been making this crack <laughs> the whole season where I'm just like, he looks like a nineties teen heartthrob. I don't yes. understand him. And then you get to his house and it's like a whole ass episode of boy meets world. I, yes. I cannot deal with them. They're <laughs> unreal. They're unreal. But I was just like, wow. Cause like, usually it's like, oh, I look more like my mom than my dad or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I feel like people say whoever I'm kind of standing closest to, they'll be like, you look like them. And I'm like, okay. Um, but, but it's like, I see it so clearly with him. It's like 50, 50 that like never happens. Um, mm-hmm. Also a very sweet family. Also, no. Also, Johnny's dad is like, you should marry this woman. <laughs> it was really funny. Like he was like, pu- like pushy. Like he was like, well, what's yeah. stopping you? What's your problem? What's keeping you from from you know going all out? And I actually thought that was really sweet because he's just kind of like, you've got to. If this is how you feel, like he's like, I don't want you to lose something special mm-hmm. because you're scared. And I was like, wow. I mean, he was really sold on the whole, the whole process, the whole thing. Um, But yeah, Johnny's also got reservations, you know, as does Jason, but they like the two of them are very like emotionally mature guys from what we've seen on the show. So again, they're just being normal, but their families are like, so supportive like so cheerleaders like yes honey if you (laughs) you want to do this we are yes gabby's amazing and she is really cool like i wouldn't you know if i if i had a you know if i had a kid and they brought home gabby i'd be like cool (laughs) hell yeah awesome yeah but i just thought i i feel like that's the first time i've ever heard on hometowns like you know that person's parent say well what's stopping you just propose already <laughs> it's only been three weeks to do it. go for it yeah i was like shocked <laughs> um okay and then we get to oh where where does shawnee live is it florida? he lives in no it's not florida is it <laughs> it's not Shoot. florida it's um i missed that's is, like is the he the one that lives in santa clarita or is that someone else? Oh, where is Johnny from? I'm not um, sure. now nah, it's gonna bother me. Another case, I'm, Steve doesn't know shit. I'm looking <laughs> Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, he's from Florida. <clears throat> he's not from Florida. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought, I thought he was. Yeah, let me double down on that now. <laughs> you, you're wrong. <laughs> um, and I didn't mention, but. I mean, I think we all know that Zach's from California. <laughs> I think it's yeah, pretty. Sorry, obvious. I. Yeah. He's from Jason's Anaheim. From from Santa Monica. Yeah. Johnny Palm but Beach. Jason's from Santa Monica, but they went to New Orleans. Um, yes. 
Okay, and then obviously we go to the boardwalk for Tyler's date. I knew, I just knew she was going to dump him before they got to the family. Like, right away. I was like, this is just... Because he just, he got really far, but it didn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, it's um, like, what are you doing here other than your big arms and your big smile? That's he's all you got, really buddy. a sweet guy. He's a I nice think he's guy. really sweet. I thought it was really cute that he's like, I'm going to take you to the boardwalk and we have this all to yeah. ourselves. I thought it's that was 40 really- degrees. You're wearing yeah. the strangest two-tone trench coat anyone has ever seen. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're the only people really on the boardwalk. Yeah, because it's like November, bro. Like no one's there. And then somehow the only people that are there is just like, here's my 37 cousins that all work at this French fry stand that we own. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was really cute. I know it was like they were there. It was, you know, they were told yeah. to be there, but it was still really cute. I thought it was, no, sweet. It, it was, and, it was fine. It was just bad because you're like, he doesn't stand a chance. Like Zach no. got two dates. He got zero. He's here. No one knows why other than, you know, process of elimination. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you were the meatball buddy. Like you just, here we are. So, uh, yeah, you just, you just, you can see the writing on the wall, basically. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was sad. But I'm also glad that she dumped him before they went to family because I feel like that's easier. But oh my God, it was like, you know, those movies where like someone has lied about something or someone's keeping something and, but like everyone's carrying on with the festivities and you get this pit mm-hmm. in your stomach feeling like that's what was happening when you first got there. Cause they're like, Tyler, it's so good to see you. And they were also super sweet family. Like all, like pretty much every family mm-hmm. on this episode was like the nicest, you know? And they're like, Oh my God, we miss you, Tyler. It's so good to see you. Oh, we can't wait to be Rachel. We've been, I don't know. We've been talking about it, you know? And he's like, uh, <laughs> but he lets them go on for a while. And then he was like, they're not coming. And they were like his like hype squad, you know, and they're just like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) Um, So I am glad that she did it when she did. But it was also like, it was awkward. It was awkward. Yeah, not great. Um, Okay, Eric. So, oh, my God. So this is sad. Um. So we we get the date with Gabby and Eric. It goes well. Um really well actually. Terrible. Way better than I thought it would. I kind of felt like Eric was last, but now I'm not sure. Um mm-hmm. I love Eric's grandpa and um he was super cute. He was like, "Oh, I watched you on The Bachelor." And I thought that was so cute. And he's like, "You're great." He's <laughs> like, "I'm a fan." It's cute. Um but this is the sad part. His dad his dad actually passed uh, sometime between filming and now. Um, so his dad had terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's kind of incredible that the, he, I mean, if they somehow end up together at the end, I guess it's good that he met her, right? But uh, uh, really, I don't know. That stuff was really heavy. That was tough. It's, and It's difficult. I mean, my takeaway from this whole thing is like, I don't know, you see all of that. It's just like, Man, maybe you shouldn't like worry about getting married right now. <laughs> like this seems like you got a lot going on in your life. You might but just want to take a step back. I don't know. But I could see his dad encouraging that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. YOLO, right? Like yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that was his perspective. I don't know. But didn't they say it was like on and off for like a number of years? Yeah, that's true. He was in remission and then it came back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Eric probably posted something about this on his Instagram or something. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't speak for them, but I would assume him doing this was kind of an agreement of like, well, you know, we got to keep living and doing stuff and experiencing life. Right. He wouldn't want us to hold back. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at least he did. I mean, here's the amazing thing. Eric's family is going through this stuff and he didn't use it half as much as that one ass hat about his dog. So just saying, uh, (laughs) no, I think this, this whole experience made Eric look really good. Um, Gabby was really sweet and I feel like she was like gracious in a situation that can be like emotionally hard to navigate. Um, and then they went out afterwards. Um, oh yeah. Everybody cried in this family too. And were they at like a bar or something? It was like a ton of background noise. It's like more than I'm used to on the show. So I was like, where the hell are they? Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) It's like no clue. So here's the thing. Gabby does say she's falling in love to Eric and not to the other two, which actually surprised me. Yeah, but but she said she said like, no, neither did I. But she said she was falling in love with him. But then I guess she said, God, the, the politics of how you word things on this show, it's insane to me. Because um, she said, I think I can see myself falling in love with you to someone else. And like she, she gave some qualifiers before what she said before. So, but she just said know. falling in love to Eric, right? Mm-hmm. Just straight okay. up falling in love. I, I took that note correctly. Yeah. There's according to the to laws this. of bachelor nation. That's one of the highest levels you could reach. We should before make the fabled. Okay. I love you. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should make like a chart and maybe make either turn it into like a poster or turn it into a t-shirt where it's like, mm-hmm. here are the levels of love on the bachelor. I think that would be a hit. Oh, uh, email us at popculturediner at gmail.com if you think it's a good idea and I'll make it. Okay, anyway. So, because <laughs> I, I want a shirt like that. It's just like the graph of, you could, oh, it could be like a line, you know, like a line graph where it's like levels of love and, <laughs> you know, like statements <laughs> and then levels of love and then it goes up. Anyway. Um, oh, and it would be interesting to add in like contingencies of like, unless you're Brad and you say or or Colton and you or sorry Clayton and you say it to too many people and then you know then it's all blows up okay I have an idea now so that was interesting to me because I kind of thought at this point with Nate gone that like Jason was the front runner Mm -hmm. but now I'm not so sure um I do have uh let me see if I can pull it up um apparently there's there was some did you hear about any of the controversy around nate i'm trying to look up things without finding any like like oh someone or or multiple someone's apparently uh said that they like dated him for several months and he never told them about his child or something like that right isn't that the the long and short of it um i think think so but i thought there was like cheating stuff too let me see 
Um, but I know that Gabby defended him and I'm, and sometimes this stuff comes out and it's valid and sometimes it comes out and people are just trying to get clout. Right. So it's like, I hold all this stuff with a healthy grain of salt. Um, and also I want to give people an opportunity to like mature and be, be better at dating. You know what I mean? So there's that Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Plus, so, he's not under any obligation to, to like let you meet his child. You could date someone for several months and be like, this is casual. Yeah. Uh, you, you're not meeting my weird. kid. No. So, but apparently people are like, I'm going to boycott if he's chosen as the bachelor, which like, shut up. No, you're not, first of all. But anyway. <laughs> like there, like there hasn't been a million people worse than him on this show. Yeah, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you didn't boycott when like Chad was on the show, are you ever gonna boycott? No. No. Um, okay, so it says like I'm looking at Screen Rant, which has kind of a like a roll up of a lot of this stuff. So apparently he dated someone named Kelsey and Within the same time frame, he was also with someone named Laurie, and she thought they were exclusive. Um, I don't know. That could that could just be she never asked. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I know those types of situations. It's like, mm, did he say this is my girlfriend or what? Yeah. Um, and he didn't tell her about his daughter, right? Um. Now, this is a long time to keep a kid a secret. One and a half years. Yeah, that That's is a, a while. a long time. I mean, if it was like a few months, I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, One time, this is a fun story. One time I started getting romantically involved with a guy. Uh, and then he told me, after I had already, like, I was very interested uh, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be having a kid with someone else. Like this baby <laughs> wasn't even I'm going to be born. having. <laughs> and has I was not like, occurred yet. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, you shouldn't be dating anyone right now. What the fuck Probably are you not. doing? Yeah, I was so mad. Um, <laughs> I was also very young. Like I was like 20, you know, and I was like, babies, like I'm 20. Like, I can't even go legally drink in a bar yet, you know, and you're like, I'm going to have a kid. And I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) I don't think so. No, thank you, sir. You have a nice day. For some people, they may enjoy that. For me, uh, no, thank you. Um, So it could be worse. (laughs) Um, But I think it is weird. Although it's like, God, I don't know. How serious were you? How serious could you be? If you dated someone for one and a half years and never found out that they had a kid, like, Mm. did you ever go over to their house? Wouldn't he have a bunch of kid stuff all over his house? Did he only come to your house? Did you just go to movies together? Was that not a red flag when he only went to your house? And he was like, you could never come over after a year and a half. But that's what I'm saying. That sounds like bullshit or it wasn't that serious or do you know what I mean? Like, there's something <laughs> about it that doesn't smell right. Yeah. You're like, yeah. how could you be dating somebody for a year, a year and a half and not know they have a kid? Mm-hmm. Or like, at the very wasn't... least, it's like you did and it was serious and he really didn't let you go to his house. But you didn't see that as an issue. 
which that's a whole nother thing, I guess. Yeah, that's... like <laughs> it just sounds like communication was non-existent in your relationship. No. And yeah, who knows? I mean, so Gabby said, I'll always have his back 100%. He was nothing but good to me. When we met, he was really a role model for a lot of the guys and stood up for me and stood up for what he believed in. So I have a hard time knowing that person thinking anything else about him, no matter what comes out online. Um, it sounds like it will be discussed on the mental all. So we'll hear a little mm. bit of it there. Um, other people have also supported Nate in bachelor nation. Oh, Oh, um, wait, whoa. Dustin Kendrick is one of, um, Nate's closest friends talk about what? there's always this like bachelor nation weird crossover where it's like oh this person who is on the show like is friends with this person on the show years later that's happens like quite a lot because um, all the all the like tall handsome people just hang out and know, know each, each other. other yeah yeah well yeah so so and I really liked Justin so I'm inclined to believe the things he says so he's close friends with Nate he said that Nate was never in an official relationship with Kelsey, which is what I said. Because mm -hmm. if you're dating for that long, it can't be that serious. He goes, the year and a half of being together with Nate is baloney. They were dating. They were seeing each other. They were feeling things out. This girl is a party girl. Nate knew this was not the type of girl to introduce to his daughter. Hmm. Mm. Nothing wrong with being a party girl. No, nothing wrong with being a party <laughs> girl. Um, I fancy but... myself one. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like if he's it just sounds like he didn't he wasn't that serious about her. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have yeah. to bring the party girl thing into it. OK, I have met plenty of parents and I was quite the party. Girl. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I've met some I, uh, I'm trying to think. I, have I dated people with kids? I've dated a couple people with kids, but it wasn't like super serious. So mm -hmm. I never met them. But again, it wasn't serious. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, no, we don't need to do that. And then if it gets serious, then sure. And I was like, I actually was like, I don't want to meet your kids. <laughs> like, unless it's serious. <laughs> well, you know, I yeah, think it's fair. kind of weird to like introduce people. Like, yeah, it's going to be weird for the kids too. It's like, what is yeah, this? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Not... Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I don't need to meet your kids unless this is going somewhere and then it just it, it wasn't like about the kids it's just like those relationships didn't go anywhere um mm -hmm. so i could see that i'm 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 a little confused but i'm excited to get clarity um oh my gosh and okay a couple other bachelor nation news things before we get to tino uh wells and sarah got married Ooh. And I saw a couple photos. I didn't see a ton. I saw like Sofia Vergara posted a bunch. Um, uh, let me see if I can find more. Uh, okay. I didn't see her dress yet. So, okay. Now, they, now they've now they officially released it because, you know, I'm sure they gave rights to certain <laughs> places for mm -hmm. those photos. Um, her dress is beautiful. They look ravishing. They look super happy. It's very cute. Tons of flowers. It's outside. It looks like a very fun party from Sofia Vergara's Instagram. <laughs> she posted like a she posted like a ton of like dancing and, you know, like fun pictures and like the setup looked very beautiful, lush, outdoor. It doesn't surprise me with the you know, 
what their vibe is like this wedding. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like 100 uh, percent your wedding. So it was very cute. I'm always rooting for Wells. So it was very cute to see a, a nice wedding and a happy ending. Yay. We love those. We love a good happy ending. Yeah. And couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So very, very cool. Um, what else? I feel like there was like another piece of Bachelor Nation news that I'm forgetting. Well, the only other important thing that I can say right now is the Jilly Box is coming next week. This is not oh. a drill. It's coming from Canada. What a great joy. I'm so excited. There's just, you know, I think part of the reason they sell out is, first of all, she like limits the number, but also like you get all like she just keeps you just anticipation. She keeps that going because she'll send you an email that's like, okay, we're hard at work packing all of these. It's <laughs> We're going to send you an update soon. And you're like, wow, they're hard at work. That's amazing. And then you get another email that's like, all right, our Canadian friends, you know, you're going to get it first because she's Canadian uh, <laughs> and they're coming from Canada. But our lovely friends in the U.S., they're coming next. Don't you worry about it. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, you can track it using this very sophisticated system. And I'm like, wow, it's very fancy. Um, yeah, but I think it's going to be here on like Tuesday. And in case you are interested, Jillian, you really should uh, sponsor us. Because uh, I've talked about your box a lot. Yeah, no one's been pushing Jilly boxes harder than us. <laughs> yeah, I am such a fan of the Jilly box. Um, and I haven't even gotten it yet. I'm just like, I can't wait to see what's inside. Um, there's a warehouse sale going on right now for anyone who's interested with like kind of items that are left over from past boxes uh, up to 75% off. So if you're looking at getting a, a Jilly nighty or a Jilly robe <laughs> or mm. some, oh, the Swedish washcloths are sold out. Um, some cotton mesh bags for your farmer's market outings. Uh, you can, you can do that stuff. She's got some. It's available. Some fancy, fancy stuff. Um, okay. So we get to Tino and yeah, this is okay. Like I want to root for Tino. I don't know. <laughs> I just do. I like, it's like, uh, you know, we've all been there. Uh, so I want to root for him, but he makes it really hard because he just sounds like an a-hole and it's like very frustrating, you know? I don't know what's wrong with him. It's like, if you just, okay, here's where, cause I, I don't know. Tino gives me Tyler Cameron vibes, except Tyler's like so much better, <laughs> but like, um, if you just were quiet. You know, like if you were handsome and more stoic and not boastful and not gloomy, mm -hmm. uh, you would look a lot better on the show. He gets in trouble when he opens his mouth and says foolish stuff where he's just like, well, the other men might as well go home at this point. And the, the weird thing is people can say that on the show and it can come off as like a joke and fine, like. Patrick mm -hmm. Warburton said it and it was like, haha, cute, funny, you know. Um, but if a contestant says it, then they really have to make it sound like like, you know, like, well, I, you know, I think they should pack up. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, you know, <laughs> winky, winky. I know you can't yeah. tell me. Um, 
Otherwise, it just sounds like so jerky, you know? Mm -hmm. And he like repeated it, didn't he? Like he said it, and I don't think they heard him too clearly. And then he like said it again in my memory. Oh, yeah, he said it again, sure. So I was like, uh, it's, it wasn't that good the first time. And now you're saying it again. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't understand him. And his attitude about this. Like, like you said, I think it's very like I'm winning this competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think he cares about Rachel. Uh, yeah, he and that's the thing is like I would never say, oh, he doesn't give a shit about her or like whatever. But also it's like, dude, just chill. Like, understand the show that you are on. This is not a conventional dating scenario and you have to go through the motions and you have to go through these different levels. I think he just wants like a like a clear. Crowley situation where she just runs away with a guy halfway through the show. <laughs> like, yeah, but, maybe but yeah. that's not what happens. It's just, you know, it's funny. I just like, I just like reread, uh, Tino's, uh, bio. Um, and it says Tino is a go with the flow kind of guy. <laughs> no, is he? No, you're is not. He? You're absolutely fucking not a go with the flow kind of guy. Also, 90% of what he eats is meat, blah, whatever. Uh, if you hear Walter barking downstairs, he's very upset about all of this, too. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> I think it's funny. I went to an article, and it, it called the date horrifying. The, that his hometown <laughs> date was horrifying. I don't know if I, I was would just go dying. I was far. dying. Because, it was just awkward. Oh, it was so weird. Yeah. Um, First of all, is Tino adopted? Because both of his parents are like four foot eight and no, but he's he huge. Looks, he looks like his dad, though. Yeah. Yeah. His dad is just up to his belly button. And yeah. his dad was, again, pretty reasonably like, hey, isn't this happening too soon? But then he kind of went in hard on it. It's just like, I think that you just want marriage, which mm, may be partially true. The thing I didn't like is he, was, he did like the whole thing like, Oh, you like the Pixies? Name three songs. You know, like that thing. <laughs> but he did it. Oh, you like Tino? Name three Tino things. That was, and this that was like so weird. Yeah, it was so weird. But the only thing weirder was Rachel's answer, where she said, "Well, he's just so generous and and giving." And and then to give an example of that, she says, "He gives blood like all the time. Who does that?" <laughs> That's like everybody. There's people that get like little license plate covers that said like I gave a bunch of blood. Like it's a thing. People love listen, giving blood. <laughs> listen, she wasn't. I'm not gonna fault her for that because I said okay. So today, so today I was on a call, um, and I was like meeting a bunch of people for the first time, and mm-hmm. and one of the people on the call, like they're all great. They were all super great, but like you know those people who have like intimidating energy. But like, they're also kind of nurturing, but you like don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to disappoint them and say the wrong thing. Um, That was the person that was the type of person who was leading the call. And they were like, Sammy, so what have you heard about us? And I was like, uh, like, and I had heard things and I'd been having conversations for weeks, but I was like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or be presumptuous because I'm just getting to know this group of people. So I I kept it really general and I was like, well, you know, 
I met with so-and-so, we talked about it. I'm still kind of getting oriented and getting my feet wet. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to help in whatever capacity I can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I kept it super general because I was just like, I don't want to step into a weird thing. And I feel like that's kind of what Rachel did where it's like, um, because, okay, I'm looking at Tino's Instagram right now just because uh, I haven't looked at his yet. First of all, Tino used to have like Fabio hair, <laughs> which I did not. Know. I mean, like it's good long. Like it was like long, curly, like like good good hair. Um, and this was only a couple of years ago. But one of his like most popular pictures recently, um, well, this was like 2019, um, and he doesn't post a ton on Instagram, obviously, because I didn't scroll very far. I went like six or nine posts down. He's in like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, he did some campaign. It's called like Heroes for Healing. I don't know anything about the charity or whatever. Um, but there it says something about like running a campaign. And basically they like he, he had like an acceptance speech for something because and again, there's just like a lot of stuff I don't know. Um, but he raised $330,000 with like, yeah. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, when you say like, oh, and okay. And they raised it for Camp Ronald McDonald, um, which is very cool. Um, so what I'm saying is that's like a lot of money to raise with an organization. And obviously he had a pretty major role in it that he was the person like going up and accepting it. And all of his posts leading up to that on Instagram, all of them are about this fundraiser. So when, so it sounded out of context, I'm defending Rachel. It sounded out of context Mm -hmm. for Rachel to say like, he's really charitable and generous, but this is obviously like a huge part of his identity. I mean, he, he basically doesn't have any Instagram posts. He has very, very few Instagram posts, but about 80% of them are about his fundraising efforts. So, and just recently, um, like three days ago, he just posted um, how to be a camp staff volunteer at like a Ronald McDonald camp. That's nice. So, you know, so, okay, um, he is he is a generous person. I'm just saying the way that she responded, the way it was edited, and how like his parents were grilling her, it it just seems so off because just all the crap they were giving her, and she was just drained after these interactions yeah. too. Well, that's because they're, I mean, I don't know. It's like I've been quizzed by like significant others' parents before. It's just never good. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between being genuinely interested in what someone has to say, you know, and and like feeling like you have to prove yourself. And I've never been good in situations where I felt like I had to prove myself, even though I know I'm like a very impressive, cool human being. um, I still am like, uh... Uh, I don't know. I think my favorite, like, parental interrogation question I've ever heard was, uh, so my, uh, my, I guess it'd be my uncle, uh, he was just grilling, like, one of my cousins about a girl that, that he brought home, and so he meets her, and the first thing he asks is, so, are you gainfully employed? (laughs) Uh, like, but who says that? It's just like, 
that's not even weird. like so what do you do <laughs> are you gainfully employed are you gainfully employed <laughs> yeah so that's that's gonna be my new question i ask people when i meet them for the first time it's totally normal <laughs> i also really like that um tino's bio is just an advertisement for like a local grilled chicken restaurant <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, those vibes I like. It's just like, I love SB Chicken Ranch. And then and then it links to, I'm assuming a fundraiser. Yeah. Um, oh, he's also raising money for Habitat LA. Um, so, you know, like, he, you know. he does stuff. He does stuff is what I'm saying. So I feel like he's, my point is, and this is not defending, well, it is defending Tino a little bit. I feel like he's coming across like really bad on the show. I don't mm-hmm. think he's that bad in real life, but I do not think he can handle the cameras and the no. producers and all that stuff. And I think it's really changing him in a way that is not flattering. And maybe part of his parents being protective is like seeing him act different. I don't know. Um, but it was really, the whole thing was really awkward. It was like what we thought Rachel's dad was going to be on home. Yeah. And then he ended up being like the sweetest, most thoughtful guy. Well, sweetie. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, who, who doesn't love Tony? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's the best. Can't wait to see him. Honestly, just so excited for him to come back. Um, but Rachel says she's falling in love to Tino. Mm. And she didn't say it to anybody else. Nope. So, and I do think, I I mean, I don't know. Either the date with Avon's going to go really well, and then there's like, it adds tension because it's like, oh, she also said falling in love to Avon. Or, but I mean, I just still feel like Zach is like just so clearly, you know, the one who makes the most practical sense. Sure, <laughs> sure. Put it that way. Um, or that date is just going to be like so bad. <laughs> like I just, I, I, I feel like she hasn't gotten a lot of time with Avon, but she's obviously very attracted to him, but I, we just haven't seen a lot between mm-hmm. the two of them. So I feel like I know him the least. I mean, I knew Tyler the least, but then he left. So yeah, we really don't know a lot about Avon to be completely honest. Like yeah, so I just like I'm really not sure how this is going to go. And then my other question is, if Gabby's coming in and defending Nathan so strongly, do you think it's because he comes back? Mm, I hope so. That would be nice. I but, just mm. have this feeling. Listen, what did Jesse say? Every well, this is okay. This is the best. This is the most hyperbolic I have ever heard <laughs> anyone be on The Bachelor, and that's saying a lot. He goes, "Your lives are about to change, like all of you, like everyone in the every uh, single every one, single, all of your lives are going to change." And I'm like, "That's extreme, a sir. little much." <laughs> like, I thought that was so funny. I'm just. <laughs> Um, uh, says you, I don't know, like, it's bold of you to assume that this changes my life in any functional way outside of I, I buy products from the people on your shows. That's about the extent of it. Um, but yeah, I am really curious. Do you have any, any feelings about, 
Well, and it's going to be Avon and then Men Tell All, right? Yep. That's yeah. it's a combo Oof. episode. Which I don't yeah. I think I think Avon's going to get buried. I have no reason to believe right now that he is in any position to win this. No. Uh, I don't I, he's another guy where it's like what do we know about him? Not very much. He could go to Paradise and do well. Yeah, and yeah. It, totally, totally. I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think no. he's the guy. It, it's it's Tyler 2.0. He's, just a, he's, he's just, just a guy. He's just a guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a guy, you know? What are you going to do? So, yeah, and the fact that he's getting dumped onto this episode, too, it just does not bode well, I I don't think. And, and right, maybe it won't it be like... like a quick date and then... Oh, apparently they had the first date, too. Yeah, hmm. Mm, good way to bookend it first and last. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see him going anywhere. I, I think his best case scenario is his hometown is totally uneventful and just fine. And he doesn't really move any further. That's all I can see. Uh, cause it just, and realistically I could see him just getting sent home almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just don't know. Sorry, Avon. It's not you. It's it's the show. We buddy. just really didn't get to know him at all. Yeah, but he seems like sweet and uh, you know, yeah, he'll do well. He's very he's very good looking. He seems like a, a nice guy. So like he's gonna be just fine. Bachelor Nation's gonna treat him well. So it's gonna be totally cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, I now the mental all is like my favorite episode usually but i don't feel like i don't know nothing to really tell here (laughs) i don't i don't i don't know if there's gonna be a ton of anything because it's not gonna be like all the men love each other and it's just fun to watch them hang out and they're not gonna be at each other's throats either i don't think and i also could see if there is a conversation about nathan i think a lot of the men because i do feel like they were all really close are gonna come to his defense um Mm-hmm. And it's more believable than like what's his face, like Brendan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but it's also because Brendan was caught on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, don't ever do that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, don't do that. So, all right. Well, until next time, friends. Uh, take your vitamins. Uh, and be good to yourselves and each other. Be safe out there. And don't do needle drugs, or any drugs, really. (laughs) If you have enough money for a castle, simply buy a castle. Don't buy cocaine.